Racing, we salute you. Who wants to be a storm chaser? The lost storm going for a... Catch a wave is going to absolutely bolt in here. He is a star. Leap to fame in front. Fame and fortune. A glorious delight will take the derby. As David would say, big guns in the betting for this uh, Tab Eureka, the second last at Menangle tomorrow night. It's been much talked about. The market settled down, leap to fame at the moment with Tab 180. Catch away $4, the lost storm five. And Captain Ravishing just continues to drift out to $16. So is it just a race in three? Chris Barsby is with us. How are you, Chris? Steve, I'm well. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And this is it. It's uh, it's time to shine tomorrow night. Uh, all the talking is uh, done and dusted, and it's time for action. So let's get this race on tomorrow night. This is going to be a ripper. 2,400 metres, race seven at Menangle. It is. Leap to fame. I was interested in Ryan's comments. He believes black figures might be available. Yeah, and I'm... Curious to ask uh, both uh, Jared Daffy and Andrew Spagnolo when they join me a little bit later, just a few questions about this race, because as we know, betting's been open for some time, so I'm keen to find out what the worst result is. I'm tipping it's going to be Leap to Fame. I think he's going to be a really bad result, but I'll get confirmation very shortly from Jared or Andrew or both, because uh, I think uh, with the... The expectation that's been on this race, and, you know, it coincides with a leap to fame. I think he's going to be a wipeout result. Mm. Chris, given there's so much money on offer here, it's going to be a race full of pressure, obviously. Do you think leap to fame tries to come over? We know catch a wave can be electric, but leap to fame, you know, hasn't got that sort of early toe, but it can be very versatile. But do you think Grant will just keep pushing, 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 eventually get up, getting up outside the lead in the first, I don't know, 800 metres? Yeah, I don't think he's going to have to overdo it, Steve, early with Leap to Fame. I think uh, he's going to have to earn his victory tomorrow night, but we know he's capable of doing the hard yards and still coming out on top. This is going to be a really good test for Catcher Wave. We know he's a great short-course horse. He proved it earlier in the year by doing the big double, the Chariots of Fire and the Miracle Mile, both at the mile... It's 2,400 metres and he's going to uh, face extreme pressure from leap to fame. And many have just questioned uh, Catch a Wave previously just about that that uh, mental capacity that he's got. Can he absorb pressure a long way out? Well, he's going to face uh, the, the full force of leap to fame uh, tomorrow night. So can he absorb the pressure from leap to fame and take them all the way? Or will Leap to Fame just simply break him down, both mentally and physically? It's mm. going to be an, an exhilarating contest mm. tomorrow night. The Lost Storm, does he get the perfect run in transit off, or possibly here, Chris? Yeah, I think so, Steve. Uh, I think Connections were really happy with the barrier draw once it was revealed earlier in the week. We had to wait for the barrier draw, but once it came out, I think they would have been pretty happy with that draw because they don't really have to do a great deal with him. Uh, you know, with all the emergencies coming out, he's just going to be one off the inside. We've been hearing over the past couple of weeks, and Freddie outlined this perfectly a couple of weeks ago, those drawn down on the inside at this start point aren't that well suited. So I think they can just drive uh, their race uh, early and still land a really good spot. And like I said during the week, uh, during the week those spots behind Catch a Wave and Leap to Fame, they're going to be worth gold. So it's going to be interesting to see how drivers jostle for those positions behind those two big guns. Mm. Just before Jared joins you, Chris, um, it's interesting when you look at the breeding, isn't it, of the favourites, Chris? So you've got 
uh, leap to fame, of course, being by Betters Delight, then the second, third, fourth favourite are all by the same sire, Captain Treacherous. Well, there's not a great deal of uh, representation as far as sires are concerned for this race tomorrow night, Steve. So we've got Captain Hammerhead by Captain Treacherous. We've got The Lost Storm, Captain Treacherous. Encipher, Captain Treacherous. Speak the Truth, Betters Delight. Magician Sweet Lou. Rip Some Beach Somewhere, who's the sire of Captain Treacherous. Then you've got uh, Captain Treacherous, Captain Ravishing. Catch a Wave, Captain Treacherous. Leap to Fame, Better's Delight. My Ultimate Rotting, Better's Delight. So there's wow. basically three studs represented there, Woodlands and Empire. Does that shock you or not? Uh, no, because they're the leading stallions in North America as well. Uh, Better's Delight's been at the top of the tree for a long, long time. And Captain Treacherous, he's just taking all before him. He was an absolute jet on the racetrack. So... Now he's producing its start and he's just got stars everywhere, both down under and in the Northern Hemisphere. So no real surprise, the cream is certainly rising to the top here. Yeah, it'd be like a gallops race, however, a group one with, you know, half the field being by Snitzel and the other half by, you know, um, one of the boom size, yeah. extreme choice or, or something like that. Jared Daffy's with us. I'll hand it over to you, Chris, and I'm sure jared has got so much to pass on. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. What's the build-up been like this week for you? Uh, aside from the fact I was a, a little bit disappointed that we had that two-day hiatus um, with the barrier draw being conducted and then obviously being released um, because it, it lost a little bit of impact. Yeah. But, but having said that, we have been talking about this race for several months and obviously it's back on track now after the barrier draw and I suppose, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you... Um, probe Andrew in regards to the liabilities etc but one thing that's become pretty evident to me is that uh, that the bad barrier uh, for Leap to Fame has certainly um, slowed things down in regards to him so much so that he was $1.80 after the barrier draw that was uh, Wednesday uh, morning when we knew that up until about an hour ago he'd been $1.80 uh, and the boys eased him out to $1.90 which was a little bit of a shock uh, that didn't last long. He's back into a dollar eighty. So what had happened there is we had seen interest for Catch a Wave, um, three sixty, touch four dollars, three ninety earlier this morning, back out to four, and the other one in well and truly in the market, the Lost Storm, which had been four eighty into four sixty after the barrier draw, but back out to five now with another rally for the five. Some of those roughies uh, in their turn have, have got some speaking, as you would expect. I mean. To be honest, Chris, you're getting some huge odds, you know, terrific uh, paces, aren't you? The likes of Encipher, yeah. Speak the Truth, uh, $21 from, you know, a, a nice barrier. Um, Captain Ravishing, well, we still don't know. Um, $12 after the barrier draw, he's out to 16 now, so clearly there's not a lot of interest there. But obviously the focus is on the three that head the market, but just by virtue of the fact that um, a couple of those have got a bad barrier and there's so many question marks about the whole race itself, the way that we run, etc., we are seeing support for most of the others. OK. The obvious question that I want to ask you, do you think there is a possibility that we'll see black figures about leap to fame, or is he always going to remain in the red? Personally, I say no. Andrew will be the right person to talk to there because he will have vision of what's happened so far this week. And, I mean, they're the guys that run these books on a Saturday. I'm dealing it purely from um, a PR perspective in so much as everybody knows leap to fame. People who don't even follow harness racing know leap to fame. Uh, people who don't follow harness racing 
know this race. The Tab Eureka, it's been on everybody's lips for weeks and weeks. Uh, you know, they say he's the best in the world. Um, so there's been a terrific build-up around him. So I'm thinking that tomorrow people who normally wouldn't bet on harness racing, when they look at this and they'll say, leap to fame. That'll do me $1.80. That's insane. Um, under normal circumstances, it probably would be, but he's going to have to overcome a few hurdles if he's to win from barrier 13. So that's why I'd say uh, we chased him out this morning. But Andrew will be the man for that. But um, I'd be very, very surprised if he touched black figures. Okay. You were there at Albion Park on Black's a Fake Night. That was the Grand Circuit race. He got beaten mm. behind Swayze. He had that uh, tyre issue or the wheel issue. He was a dollar forty that night. That was a true Grand Circuit race. Open class yeah. horses. Here he is tomorrow night against his own age group and even a couple of three year olds, and yeah. we're getting a dollar eighty. That's my point. Uh, you know, those yeah. couple of races he congested, uh, congested. He contested at Albion Park. He didn't have a terrible lot going for him, but the public support and even you know, I just went out for a wander to have a look, both before and after those races, and and. People who don't go to the harness races, Chris, they were cheering him, high-fiving each other uh, after after that win that we saw in the uh, was the, the the sprint. Um, yeah. He and obviously we know what happened in that final, but um, you know he's he's clearly an electric horse. But the other thing is he electrified um, followers, and, and that's the beauty of it from from my perspective. And that's why I'd be very surprised if he got to a better price tomorrow night. And I suppose if you don't know all the variables around this, you know, it's 2,400 as we know. He's got a bad barrier as we know. There's been an issue around a couple of others in the race. But purely, if you just looked at that and you've heard of harness racing, you know what the best horse is and you think, $1.80, I'll have a piece of that. And I think we'll, mm -hmm. we're going to see that tomorrow. Yep. Well, that is the uh, the Tab Eureka. It's race seven at eight forty-five. The the whole program's a big one tomorrow night. So let's run through a few of these other features. Race two. We'll start with this one. This is the Breeders' Blue Final for the two-year-old fillies. The favourite here, and this race has probably been changed a fair bit with a few scratchings, including the early favourite, the Queensland filly Soap Opera. She came out with a viral infection. So the new favourite is Stylish Lazarus at two thirty. Uh, we've got $3 about Aramay Girl, four eighty about Lady Kingsclare, and then we're looking at $9 for Modern Sheen. Can you give us a lead here? Before I give you the lead, I just want to... I know you've mentioned this earlier in the week, but tomorrow night on Sky Thoroughbred Central, so that's the third Sky Channel, uh, channel full coverage all night uh, with the team from uh, from Menangle. Obviously, Sky Racing Active, um, etc. That'll all be there as well. But a full coverage tomorrow night. So uh, you can sit back and watch all eight races there. Yeah, unfortunately, um, Soap Opera uh, took a massive chunk out of the market here. When it came out, it was a $2.20 pop, I think, and a deduction of $0.32. Cents. So that, that basically says it all. So the second favourite is the new favourite, that being Stylish Lazarus. We haven't really done much business on this one, Chris, since uh, the market reopened. It's uh, at 2.30. Lady Kingsclare at $4.80. Uh, Modern Scenes a $9 pop. And, of course, you've got that one down the bottom, Aramay Girl, number 12 at $3. There's no mover. Um, that'll all start to happen in the next 12 or so hours. 
Okay, race three tomorrow night. Three-year-old Phillies final here. Breeders Blue, clear favourite. Tintin Joe, a dollar twelve. She's the reason. Four eighty. Both contested the recent Queensland Carnival, but Tintin Joe, all the rage. Yeah, we say this each and every week with these shorties around Australia that you know there's no massive singles, single bet action on them. It's all pretty much. Uh, multi-action and that's been the case here it was a dollar 15 opening into a dollar 12 so a few percentage points comes off that i always look for any interest particularly early on anything else in the market that hasn't been the case okay this is the polar opposite race for two-year-old colts and geldings wide open here we've got let us nip you 340 uh, we've got 420, Mr. 4000, 440, the Greek general. Ryan Spice was tipping in. Uh, Paradise Point, $6. And then we're going out to longer odds. So there's a few that are given a chance here. Well, we'll start with the drifter. Let us nip you open $2.50. It's way out to $3.40. That's a massive early move outwards. Uh, you mentioned the Greek general, uh, Ryan's tip. It's been five into 440. Uh, a couple up the top there have been decent moves, in particular number two, Viet Manet. Now, it opened at $11. It's into 420. And number three, Miss, Mr. 4000, has been five into 420. So that's where the focus has been, those two there, in particular number two, Viet Manet, 11 into 420. Okay, I failed to mention it. So, yeah, right in the mix there, Viet Manet. Race four, number two. What about race five for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings? A shorty here, the New South Wales Derby winner. Better be the best. A dollar eighteen. the only other runner in single figures. Brett's red at $7. Yeah, hasn't been uh, hasn't been a move for that favour, $1.18. So, uh, that doesn't mean it hasn't been back. There'll be plenty of money, money multi-money going through. Brett's red did open at $7. The pole marker Franco fours are just a little dri uh, sorry a little move in was eleven into ten but uh, not much at all but uh, yeah another one that looks the obvious better be the best. Okay, the tab Len Smith Mile Race Six. I'll go down the board here. Spirit of St Louis three ten, Macdan three seventy, South Coast Arden twelve, Cash and Flow forty one, Better Eclipse six, Zeus Bromac twenty six, Hot and Treacherous fifteen, Rock and Roll Do five fifty. Narano 26, Hurricane Harley at 17, Typo 14, Pete said so, $81. So the favourite off the inside, Spirit of St. Louis 310. I don't know what you make of this, but it's been a big drift as well. It opened at 260, Mac Dan with 320, Barriers 1 and 2 respectively. Spirit of St. Louis now out to $3.10, Mac Dan out to 370. Quite clearly, uh, you've got some movement behind them in the market. South Coast Arden has been 15 into 12. Better Eclipse 750 into 650. Hot and Treacherous, um, 23 into 15. Rock and Roll Do, 750 into 550. So they, they're the main ones behind those two favourites who are on the drift at the moment. I guess the market's now sort of found its feet. Don't expect anything massive um, today, at least. Probably the best of backed of those has been Rock and Roll Do, um, 750 into 550. But... They haven't really come with a rush for one runner. So when that, those favourites start to ease out and three or four toughen up behind them, the market's really finding its feet, as I said. So um, if you're looking for exotics, etc., in that Lensmith mile, you might have to take a few. But early on, it's been number eight rock and roll do. OK, so the Victorian Cup winner from last year is the uh, the, the market mover there, rock and roll do. We've mentioned uh, the Eureka Leap to Fame favourite, $1.80. What about this last race? Somewhat the consolation of the Eureka. It's the stock, eh? But it's a good field here. Naturally gifted, $4. Sure thing, Captain, 4 dollars Don Hugo, 34 
Monte Alabano at 101. Captain's knock 550. Muscle about 51. Danger Zone 12. Mickey O 101. Tim's a trooper 260. He's a son of a gun 17. Mahomes 11. And Black Onyx at $151. The Queenslander. Tim's a trooper favourite 260. Mm, now, when he ran in the Singo uh, two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? He was yep. backed off the map and he led, as we know, and, and maybe that didn't suit him because they've come back uh, again. He opened at $4. He's been crunched into $2.60, probably outside of the main race, the best back runner on the program there tomorrow night. Uh, the couple up near the top there, naturally gifted, gifted 440 into 4. Sure thing, Captain's been adrift to 360 out to 480. Captain's knock. 420 out to 550. Most of those other middle pinners are either as they were or have gone out. Mahomes um, has been 7 out to 11, but that's a fairly significant move there. He was 260 yesterday, Tim's a trooper, so they've had 24 hours to either uh, launch again or launch against him, and that hasn't been the case. So he's a very, very solid favourite there, number 9. Tim's a trooper currently at 260. OK, I'm tipping he's going to feature in the multi tomorrow night. Yeah, he is. Um, You've made life a little bit difficult for me because you only wanted to talk <laughs> about Menangle. However, I'm going to cheat and go elsewhere. The multi, right. we're going to go um, race four. Uh, that race at Letter Snippier is, is a drifter, as I said. We will throw in the two Vietman, uh, Vietman A, which has been 11 into 420. Quite clearly, we're going to go with race eight, number nine, Tim's a trooper. At uh, Melton... Uh, Race five, that favourite's been a big drifter as well. Been a nice move here, a couple of moves inwards for number 11, District Attorney. So this is going to throw some huge value into it. It's a $5 pop. And at Albion Park tomorrow night, Chris, um, we did open one race early, which is race seven, and Future Assured, which has been racing very, very well. Uh, it's been $1.80 into $1.70. So four of them. Race four, number two, uh, this is Menangle, Viet Manet. Race eight, number nine, Tim's a trooper. Melton, race five, number 11, District Attorney. And Albion Park, race seven, number four, Future Assured. Right, we've got them. We'll take them anywhere, but I just wanted to focus on Menangle as far as the prices. So if there's a market mover and we can multi it up, we'll certainly take it. So yeah. Menangle tomorrow night and then Melton, Albion Park, all tomorrow night. That's it. Now, I need two things from you. Firstly, I need your tip. In the uh, in the Tabureka. Oh, that's obvious. Leap to fame. Yeah. No question I about that. You, so. you wouldn't want to upset anybody. And uh, no. I know we got beat last week with your Albion Park special, but there's got to be something tonight. There's only seven races, but surely you've got something for us. Yeah, we're putting our faith in race four, number eight, Arts Peregrine. Nathan Dawson, leading driver in the country and by a whopping margin, drawn behind the likely leader. And this is a perfect foil for him, uh, Jared, because he's going to be right in behind the speed. He'll get first use of the sprint lane, right driver on board, and uh, home he goes. So that'll fill up our pockets for tomorrow night. Well, he's $2. Actually, uh, I did listen to that, uh, all those statistics you wheeled out yesterday about Nathan Dawson. They're, they're staggering numbers. Oh, unbelievable numbers, you know, given yeah. that he's going at more than a winner a day. So I've put the challenge out. He's got to go better than 365, and at this current speed, uh, I think that's very achievable, very gettable. Right. Well, that's going to be a nice mm. talking point for the next few months at the very least. So, yeah, uh, $2 Arts Peregrine tonight, race four, number eight. I'm all over it. Perfect. I'll talk to you next week. See you, boys.
There's Jared Daffy joining us from the tab. You can check out the prices and a whole lot more by going to the website tab.com.au. Let's keep focusing on this big race coming through from Menangle tomorrow night. The world's richest race, the Tab Eureka, and the favourite is the Queensland Elite to Fame. Let's go to uh, let's go straight to Sulky.app. Bronte Newenberg, she's part of our team each and every Friday, and she's online with us now. Bronte, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Is it all pointing towards Leap to Fame? It is. He is the standout best-rated horse in this race. Across most, or if not all, sort of uh, facets that you guys pull apart with the numbers and data? No, not really. Actually, his gate speed is unfortunately probably one of the worst in the race. Um, so I can't see him finding the front easily, at least. And he's up there with the swoopers, but I also don't see him being a horse that's going to be swooping. So... He, he stands out just on pure ability and ratings as the best-rated horse, but on the high-speed areas like the gate speed and the swoopers, he is slightly vulnerable. OK. Well, let's talk about the gate speed because this is going to be crucial to the outcome of this race. 2,400 metres. Who comes out on top with that gate speed rating? So I'm just going to say this because I'll kick myself if an emergency gets a start. So the emergency bar, Timber Trooper, actually have the best gate speed in this race. Okay. However, on top of that, if every horse went forward in this race, it would be pretty much an even line. It is that even. However, the horses that have a slight advantage are Captain Hammerhead and Speak the Truth. We know that Captain Hammerhead is a hand-up horse, so I think it does hold the cards. However, we have heard that the horses that are drawn on the outside have more of an advantage with their gate speed. Okay, so there's no clear-cut sort of data to say that Catch Away will just roll straight to the top here? No, but I do have a little fun fact with Catch Away in terms of his first quarter at the start of the race. So in this whole field, the horse with the fastest straight-out quarter is Catch Away, and that was his first quarter of the Miracle Mile at Menangle. So he does have so much speed at the start of his races, especially, or you could say at Menangle, not necessarily, he's even with his gate speed, but you could say he just can keep going. Okay. Where does Catch a Wave sort of line up with your data at, at 2,400 metres? We know he's a, a magnificently great short course horse, high speed horse, but at 2,400 metres, can you sort of give us any sort of clue on how he's going to perform? I think he's, you could say, probably a better at the longer distance than a horse like Captain Ravishing. Um, all of our data is normalised to take into account the shorter and the longer distance races and we use our, our rating as a prediction of where they would sit in the given race. So I would say that he is probably okay over the longer distance, but he's a horse like Beak to Fame is obviously going to benefit from the longer distance more than a horse like Capture Wave. Okay. So in a nutshell, you've got Leap to Fame on top. How do we sort of attack this race? What are the, the main dangers here? You know... There is an underdog in this race that I do really like, and it's a horse that was, you could say, shadowing Leap to Fame through a lot of the Winter Carnival, and that's Speak the Truth. His sectional data is brilliant, but he may not have been noticed to be actually how brilliant he was because he was always following Leap to Fame. So he, in terms of our data, him and Tim's a trooper due to following Leap to Fame are on our second line. And then under that, we have all within one second of each other, the Lost Storm, Captain Ravishing, Catch a Wave and Cypher and my ultimate Ronnie, they're all pretty much on par with their sectional data. Okay. So 
potentially it could be Queensland 1-2 here with Leap to Fame over Speak the Truth. Yeah, that would be brilliant for the Queenslanders, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just? <laughs> We're up and about it as, as it is, but uh, if we can run 1-2, that's even better. Yeah, I would love to see that. I think, though, in saying that Leap to Fame and Speak to the Truth are battling bad draws because I can't see Speak the Truth getting past Emma Stewart's star horses drawn inside him. So both of them are going to have to work for their money. Yeah, absolutely. But we can back Leap to, uh, Leap to Fame straight out and maybe Speak the Truth the place. Yeah, and based on the statistic of how Catch a Wave performs at, especially Menangle, I would like to put him in there too. And the Lost oh. Storm with his draw and with his strong rating, I do really like him versing these older horses. Okay. It's going to be a fascinating contest, but Leap to Fame comes out on top. Oh, definitely. He's a few seconds. Two seconds probably better than the rest of the field on our ratings. Awesome. Hey, Bronnie, really appreciate the time. Enjoy tomorrow night. I know you're going to be busy, but uh, make sure you're taking the action of this race. It's going to be a, uh, an absolute ripper. Thank you, Chris. There's Bronnie Neuenberg joining us from Selkie.app. It's the new way of doing form. They do all the data. They break it down. They've got the gate speed. They've got the overall ratings. They've got the swooper ratings. So if you want to get that heads up, make sure you check it out. Selkie.app. I'm keen to chat to Andrew Spagnolo. There's a lot of questions surrounding this race, and he joins us online now. Andrew, good morning. Hey, Chris. Morning all. How busy has your week been? Yeah, it's been, been a rather hectic one, but very exciting at the same time. Um, only one sleep to go, and I dare say there's a lot of people out there who really can't wait to see what happens tomorrow night. Well, how busy do you think you're going to be tomorrow, like tomorrow and then tomorrow night? Well, good question. I think the, the, early, the early betting has sort of... Uh, we've seen the market settle is the simplest way of putting it. However... In the last few minutes of betting tomorrow night, we may see moves for um, Leap to Fame, perhaps Inwood, and or uh, Catch a Wave. Um, at some stage, money will come for him, I would have thought. So it's going to be a busy night as far as volume goes, but I have a feeling in general we, we won't see much until the last few minutes uh, when it comes to market movements anyway. OK, just going back to earlier in the week, uh, uh, the, the whole setup with the barrier draws and the fact that mark, the, the market was closed for a, a fair period of time, did that just stunt, you know, the, the, the momentum that was building for this race? To, to a degree, no doubt it, it would have had an impact. Clearly, if you can't bet on a product, it, it doesn't... Um, it, it would slow the, the wagering momentum, clearly. However, hopefully it did uh, create an appetite. I wonder what odds these horse will, horses will open. I wonder who, who drew where. I dare say, moving forward, and with the benefit of hindsight, you, you may see changes in general next year. Uh, it seems to be a collective thought that perhaps suspending the market for that long is not the best thing for the, the lead-up. So... Um, hopefully, upon upon hindsight, you might see changes there. All right. We had Jared Daffy on earlier. We spoke with Ryan Spice uh, earlier in the week on Wednesday, in fact. He said there might be a possibility that we could see black figures about Leap to Fame. Jared said this morning, 180. You sort of teased a little bit, got to 190. He's now back at 180. In your opinion, is there any chance that we get black figures? It's a brilliant question. Uh, we probably will go back to um, some great advice uh, I, I was given when I first started in this game, and that's uh, brickies lay bricks and bookies lay favourites. And if that's the notion the traders take tomorrow night, you may actually see black figures. That said, uh, since probably winter of, of this year, 
leap to fame has been a tap we just simply can't turn off. The, the only horse we laid of note, uh, pre-nom, pre uh, pre-draw, and basically post-draw within seconds, we, we laid him again. So there is a possibility that money will come for him and he does, does start shorter. I believe it all comes down to how people approach the race, particularly with catch a wave. To me, he's, he's a likely leader. Everyone seems to think that, however, that the money hasn't come for him as yet. So he, he holds the key, probably stating the obvious, to what price Leap to Fame starts. Okay, how bad a result is Leap to Fame for, for you guys at TAB? You probably won't talk numbers, but I may not be on the show next week, Chris, if that's <laughs> any indication. So it's been great. Um, but from a percentage point of view, and just to give you um, an example, 75% of the current hold on the post-draw book is on him and um, pretty much doesn't look like, like stopping. So come jump time, I dare say he, he won't be a pretty pitcher. Uh, but you do get that with these, with these horses that do captivate the punning nation. And in a way, it's great to see. Unfortunately, it won't be great for Tab, but great for the industry to get behind a horse like him and perhaps introduce people to the sport. Mm. I mentioned this with Jared earlier. Uh, in the Blacks of Fake, the Grand Circuit race, uh, he went around as a dollar forty. That was against true open class rivals. Here he is against his own age group and a couple of three year olds, and he's a dollar eighty. It just, it's it's very tempting just to to really cut loose here. Yeah, terrific point. I see a little bit differently. It was an eye opener for me that perhaps these three and four year old, particularly the four year old crop is the best we've potentially seen for some time. And had Catchaway been in those races, perhaps we, we would have seen a different market shape. And I wouldn't say a different result, who knows? I do think it just shows that the four-year-olds perhaps are better than the open class, the, the older um, five, six, seven-year-olds that we have out there. So it is perhaps a changing of the guard and um, hopefully something exciting for the future. All right. Hey, just a quick one. Just with Catch Away, we know he's a great short course horse. He went the big double, the chariots, and the miracle mile. Two starts ago, he was beaten at Melton, his home track there over 2240. Is there is there that little chink in the armour for Catch Away at a strong 2400? If he's in front and he's got Leap to Fame boring down on his outside, does he have that sort of mental capacity to sort of absorb that pressure from Leap to Fame? I guess the best person to ask would be Kate or Andy Gath. In my personal opinion, he's a bit... It doesn't look as bad as it comes across. He's a bit unlucky that he got run down in a 26-6 last quarter at Melton. Uh, from all reports, the horse sort of switched off or wasn't fully focused near the line. So if that, if there, if there is any truth to that and uh, the benefit of fitness and moving forward, perhaps um, the horse is just pure and simply set for this race. I have a feeling... He will run 2,400 if he doesn't cop any heat in the middle stages. On paper, the only heat will come from Leap to Fame. So I guess Grant holds the key to how strong Leap to Fame runs out 2,400. Okay. You've been busy. Uh, this has been building for a number of months now, the uh, the, the first ever edition of the, uh, the Tab Eureka. As far as punters are concerned tomorrow, is, is there going to be a real hub? Is there going to be markets everywhere on this event? We're definitely looking to get behind it. Uh, a gold rush may, may come to the, the tab pages, uh, particularly on the website. So we're going to have, at this stage, over 10 offers. We're even putting the mobile rolling offer as part of the Eureka Hub. So you'll see plenty of offers there, hopefully something for everyone. And uh, of note, we're going to do a state winner. So you, you, if you want to be parochial with your fellow Queenslanders, you can have 
effectively take speak the truth and lead to fame when you take that Queensland option. Okay. One other question that I wanted to ask you, just being that the first ever running of this race and, and comparing it to the Miracle Mile, as far as interest is concerned, which is sort of better at this stage? Has it been the Miracle Mile or is it this race that's really captured, uh, captured punters? Yeah, good, good question. I, I think that they both, in my opinion, they both are very different, almost like comparing champions, as trainers may say. This race in particular appears to have a bit more engagement Definitely has a, a Oswide or, or a countrywide feel about it, and and for that reason, in my opinion, it definitely appears to be bigger. And the prize money sort of suggests that it is a, a bigger event in general. So at this stage in time, Eureka appears to be the number one race, or on that trajectory to be the number one race on the harness on the harness card. Okay. Well, it's going to be a busy time for you tomorrow, tomorrow night as well. You're going to be run off your feet. I really appreciate appreciate the insight today. Cheers, Chris. Appreciate it. You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060-896 and you are listening to uh, Mobile Rolling and we are focused on the Tab Eureka, the big race coming through from Menangle tomorrow night, race 7, 8.45 start time. It's a fascinating contest, no question about it. The man behind the microphone tomorrow night, behind the binoculars, Freddie Hastings. He's online with us now. Freddie, good morning. G'day, Chris. How you doing? I'm really well. I'm really well. I'm going to ask you the question because I've asked everyone this morning. Do you think there is a possibility that we could see black figures or do you think he'll start even shorter than the current quote of $1.80? I think there's going to be a push late. This is just my opinion for catch a wave. Um, black figures would be, uh, you'd be hopeful, but, uh, you know, he's been rock solid right throughout betting. In fact, when you think about it, Chris, Right from the time this race was floated and, uh, and, and announced, he's been the horse in the frame right from the get-go, really. Uh, we've seen Catch a Wave emerge, but uh, it was always a race many people said was kind of tailor-made for Leap to Fame, and we've seen what he's done through the Queensland Carnival. He's just got better and better. So, yeah, look, they might come for Catch a Wave, whether that pushes him out to black figures, uh, yours for theirs, I'm not sure, but... Uh, I think he's a deserved favourite on, on what we've seen at the Grand Circuit level. Did the barrier draw change your sort of view on the race earlier in the week? A little bit. Um, I, I've been a leap to fame. I've been in camp leap to fame right from the start. But uh, I, I've got this leaning to catch a wave, Chris, just because I, I can see catch a wave coming across and being up there and you know I think that's yeah Larry's going to have to work around catch a wave um had it been the other way around and had they maybe of the, of the four-year-olds drawn a bit closer like you look at some of the the four-year-olds that are in the race that have got good draws they're probably very wide in the market um so you know when you look at Captain Ravishing drawn inside the pair um it, it makes it a really intriguing contest. Okay, do you think, and you've called uh, Catch a Wave a number of times, including this year, he did the double, the Chariots of Fire Miracle Mile, both mm. at the mile. Is there that little chink in his armour about a strong 2,400 metres? 
the way he he ran through the line in those races, I, I don't believe so. I think uh, he'll be he'll be uh, cherry ripe for the race. We know Leap to Fame. He, he'll he'll stay longer than the mother-in-law. He's just uh, you know as you know, tough as they come. Um, you know, whether it impacts the uh, the three-year-olds, uh, the, the 2400 metres, that's uh, another factor. Although we are now deep into that season, so uh, I guess uh, they're a lot more seasoned and hardy. Um, but but I think Catch a Wave. He, he's just got this this capacity to to handle the racing at Menangle. And I, I've just warmed to him in the last few days since the barrier draw, Chris. Okay. What's your best long shot in this field, Fred? Uh, look, I think the horse that I've thrown in for fourth is Captain Ravishing. I didn't mind what he did on, on Tuesday in between races. He, he had a little inclination to want to get in, but the camp are very happy with how he flattened out. He, he did some good quarters at that back end. Obviously, they, it was only a pretty leisurely workout early on, and he, he got to the line well. But, but Captain Ravishing, as I said, at the moment I'm leaning catch a wave, leap to fame. The lost storm I have huge respect for, and, uh, and Captain Ravishing... Um, outside of those horses, I think, uh, you know, at his best, my ultimate Ronnie could produce a run. And uh, I've got a sneaky feeling, Chris, and uh, I've got a sneaky feeling that the, uh, the the Taswegian horse is probably, you know, there's a, a massive jump for him. But he, he's trialled well at the track and he's just racing in, in good form. The rat race know how to bring a, a horse from uh, Tasmania to, to Sydney and have some success. So... He might even be a smoky to, to fill a first four spot, but uh, it, it's going to be a tough task. Okay, well, that's the Eureka. That's race number seven. It's a cracking lineup. Where do we find your best bet on the card? Uh, again, we, we only got uh, 50%. We got one up last week, so we've got to try and get the two. Uh, race two, number four, Stylish Lazarus, uh, I think uh, is a horse to follow here. It's second up. Um, I think that uh, will help. It's a smaller field now with the three scratchings already. Uh, it'll come out of gate three, stylish Lazarus. So race two, number four. And then race four, there's a horse in uh, the group two there called Viet Manet. Uh, Viet Manet has uh, done a good job uh, from a limited career. It's only been to the races five times, but it has won twice. And those two wins were at Menangle. It won a race on debut there back in April and then was produced uh, and was able to score um, second up uh, in, a, in a heat of this race and did a good job. I just think from the draw barrier two, I think Viet Manet around the 340 or thereabouts I saw this morning might be worth an investment, Chris. But uh, they're the best two. Uh, the Len Smith Mile, I think, is an intriguing race once again. Uh, Spirit of St. Louis and Rock and Roll do, and Mac Dan, they look to be the, the trio that are going to uh, be very tough to toss. Gee, uh, Spirit of St. Louis, he really deserves a a, a big win at Menangle. He's, uh, you know, he's run a couple of placings in Miracle Miles, but that's a, a, an intriguing race as well. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a cracking night tomorrow night, no question about it. Good calling, best of luck, and we'll talk soon. Let's on you, Chris. Talk soon, eh? There's Freddie Hastings joining us from Sydney this morning. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to this great card coming through. Darren Clayton joins us each and every Friday. He's online now. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. Has much changed for you since the barrier draw was released uh, earlier this week? No, I don't think so, Chris. Like, we all know that... Uh, Catch a waves, you know, quicker than leap to fame off the gate. So it didn't really matter. I don't think too much that he drew inside or outside. So um, it just depends how much 
pressure is applied in those early stages. You don't want to be firing all your bullets in the first 600 metres of a 2,400 metre race at Menangle. Okay. Do you think we'll get black figures or that's just uh, that's just folly? Well, I think the way it's trending, we might. Um, there seems to be, a, you know, a bit of a concerted push for catch a wave. Um, just listening to what um, Fred said there, you know, I think there's a, a, a bit of support for him. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to get the, the black figures out to leap to fame because I, I think he's the, a good thing. I think he can beat catch a wave and uh, I don't think there's probably, you know, barring something major going wrong in the race, I think it's a race between those two horses. Okay, well just looking at Catch a Wave, he's never gone beyond 22.40, so this is his first time at 2400. You've got to just question or question him, uh, if he's in front and he's got leap to fame on his outside, can he absorb that sort of pressure? Yeah, I guess it's one of the great unknowns that we'll probably find out tomorrow night, Chris, because that's that's sort of the way it looks to to set up if he pushes to the front listening to andy gath uh speak this morning he was saying that um you know the likely scenario that they're looking at is that catcher waves rolls forward and probably sits parked and if leap to fame then comes well then um you know they work forward and and make leap to fame sit outside him if that happens um if he is able to to hold on, it's going to prove that he is, uh, you know, a very strong horse and, and up to the challenge and a top horse in his own right. If he can't, he's going to have one hell of a headache come Sunday morning. Mm, no doubt. But you're with Leap to Fame. Solidly in the corner of Leap to Fame. And, um, you know, the other one, I've quite some time back took $13 the place on Speak the Truth. I thought that was... Um, just after his Hayden victory, he was $13 the place, and knowing he was then guaranteed a run, I was quick to snap that up. And, um, you know, you look at his form, he's a, I think he's a little bit of a, um, mm. a bit of a smoky in this field in the fact that there's only two horses have gone quicker over the middle trip of 2100 at Albion Park, those two horses being Leap to Fame and Swayze, and speak the truths on that third line of the... I know times aren't everything, but... Uh, yeah, you know, he. I think he's right up to, to running in the money in this race. Okay, eight at Menangle. There's eight at Albion Park tomorrow night. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, I think we need to be patient tomorrow night, Chris. And I've come up in the last race with horse number nine, Rock Tagonal. Um, thought this was a, a pretty good effort. First up, Matt Elkins uh, takes the drive. His first up run just got locked away. When he did finally see some space, hit the line nicely. This is an easier race. Um, should be able to get to the outside much easier from gate nine. Doesn't look too much pressure. I think the 2100's right in his corner as opposed to some of his opponents. So we'll wait for the last rate, race eight, horse nine, Rock Tagonal. Okay, race eight, number nine, Rock Tagonal. Driver to follow tomorrow night? Yeah, uh, back with Peter McMullen tomorrow night with Nathan Dawson only getting the one drive down at... Uh, Menangle, Pete's come up with a handy book. He's got Melton Beach. He's got RD's Flash. He'll be first up since the Queensland Derby. I think he looks good. Better than a rocket draws ideally. Whole lot of pretty. It's Mr Clooney, Calypso, Sam. And there might be another one or two there that I've uh, missed. But they look his top chances. And, uh, yeah, I think he certainly gets a couple of winners out of those. OK, the dashboard, is that up and running as we speak on the RQ website? Up, up and running as we speak. It's got that Pete McMullen information there. Uh, the best bet, 
quaddies, early quaddies. I think race three looks a good trifecta race. Uh, I think better than a rocket, just everything sort of works out ideally for him there. So anchor him in some first fours and trifectas working around him. I think we can get some money there for the Eureka a bit later in the night and hope for those black figures truckloaded into Larry. All right. Will you be at Menangle tomorrow night or you're staying local? I'm staying local, Chris. Um, there might be plenty of action fireworks down at Menangle, but uh, you can't can't knock a good river fire. Okay. All right. Birds of Togo didn't win you over? I had plans, Chris, but uh, I couldn't light the lands <laughs> to get down there. Uh, well played. Hey, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy tomorrow night. It's going to be an absolute ripper, no question. And uh, we'll go Team Larry. Yeah, Team Larry all the way. And, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's been a big build-up. Let's hope it absolutely delivers and there's no reason why it shouldn't. Yep, absolutely. We'll talk next week. Good on you, Chris. Thank you. There's Darren Clayton joining us. Uh, he's with uh, Leap to Fame in the big tab, Eureka, and we look forward to that race coming through tomorrow night. It's race seven at Menangle. We've got eight races at Albion Park tomorrow night. There's seven tonight. That wraps up Mobile Rolling. Enjoy the weekend. We'll chat again next week.